Boss Uncaged is a weekly podcast that releases the origin stories of business owners and entrepreneurs as they become uncaged trailblazers. In each episode, our hosts, S.A. Grant and guests construct narrative accounts of their collective business journeys and growth strategies. Learn key success habits and how to stay motivated through failure, all while developing a boss uncaged mindset. Break out of your cage and welcome our host, S.A. Grant. Welcome, welcome back to Boston Cage Podcast. Today's show is an interesting show, and I'm going to tell you a little story about, about how me, and, and before I, I even get into who this guy is and his credibility behind the scenes, I'm going to deem him the mogul boss, and he's going to be able to fill in the blanks to why I'm deeming him the mogul boss, right? So obviously, I think this conversation, we're going to, a lot of questions may come up. So at your earliest convenience, if you have any insight or takeaways or questions that you want to leave behind for us to follow back up, I want you guys to go to bossoncage.com slash FB group. Again, that's bossoncage.com slash FB group to get into the Facebook group and leave us some feedback about your biggest takeaway from this episode. So without further ado, Phil, my man from Canada that I just met literally three, four, five, I don't know, sometime this week, and I met him through the BCAST community. He put up a post about, hey, guys, um, I'm looking to start a, a new networking group. And I, who, who raises their hand first? But yours truly, right? Because obviously, anytime you want to get to my heart, you say networking, and I jump full-fledged into it. So go ahead. The mic is yours. Tell our audience a little bit about who you are and what you do. I just feel so now, now the pressure's on, like, geez, mogul boss, not just the podcast mogul, which I call myself. Now I'm the mogul boss. Um, the name is Phil Better. Uh, I've been podcasting for the last six years, um, helping people create podcasts, making my own podcasts, monetizing, just bringing more eyeballs and business savvy, I guess you will, to the podcasting world since it's started off as like pirate radio with the hobbyist. No one knew the rules. It was the Wild West, still is the Wild West, it is the West. of the media professions, if you will. And I just decided, you know what? I've always wanted to be in media, but I never had the opportunities because I just never went for them. And then I'm like, I'm podcasting. Let's just jump full bore into it. So now I produce podcasts. I find monetization for podcasts. I just help podcasters. That's all I do. I love podcasting so much. And so that's why I do it. Cool, cool. So, I mean, obviously, just, just by that, that brief definition of who he is and what he, what he does, obviously, we made a connection, right? The synergy was there from jump. So I, I think this conversation is going to get hot and heavy. We're going to dive into the meat and potatoes. So this right off rip. If you could define yourself in three to five words, what would those three to five words be? Feel better. That's all I need. That's all I need. Feel better. I uh, so some people know, some people don't. My last name isn't actually better. Um, surprise, surprise. But it it in a roundabout way it is. So my last name is French, and I was working for a major corporation. And uh, the, you know the social media aspect of life, like you have to be careful. So. I changed my last name to, I just anglicized my last name. I just turned it from French to English. So my last name is Le Mire, which means the better. And if you translate it word for word for, from French to English. So I just dropped the the, just like Facebook, you know, the Facebook, all the greats drop the the, and then they become even better. So first name is Phil, last name is better. That's what I go for. And I just, my, 
my sole purpose in life is just to help people feel better. Like if it's putting a smile on someone's face when I meet them, if it's providing them an idea about how to monetize their podcast or how to grow their brand, like, and it, it makes them oodles and oodles of money, then great. Um, I can just say, yeah, I helped, you know, a little bit there. And that's all I need. Uh, that's life. Like as long as you, you find your happiness, your level of happiness, and you just work to continue to have that happiness and you're good for life. Like, I don't need millions of dollars. A million dollars would be nice, but I don't need that. And that's, that's I think, people forget that. And uh, hmm. through uh, what's happened for me the last couple of years, I, I finally realized, like, simplicity is, like, the best thing in life. Just find the simple, find your, the amount of money you need to live a very simple life where you get to be your own boss and then just enjoy that. Nice, nice. So, I mean, with, with that, I mean, obviously, that, that touches a little bit on branding, right? So, and mm -hmm. I think that's one thing that podcasters, unfortunately, some totally get it and some totally miss the mark. So, for you to brand yourself as the feel better guy, right? Like, my next question is kind of on the opposite end of that, right? Like, the bipolar situation of feeling better is feeling worse. So, what is the worst example that you have since you've been in podcasting that you've had to deal with and overcome? That's a good one. Good one. So specifically for podcasting, it was trying to revamp uh, the Phil Better Show, which was my original podcast, the one that got me started in podcasting. Um, it was like stagnant, getting maybe a couple hundred downloads an episode. It was stagnant. It wasn't popping. My life was in, I want to say my life is in ruins, but it wasn't. It was just, I was in a really dark place. 2019 was a horrible year for me. Uh, major, amazing experiences, but horrible, like, in life in general like looking back it's like yeah it was touch and go there for a moment of just pure sanity um but trying to revamp it and figure out like okay how do i take this from being a hobby to a business mm. and so that i all of 2020 uh, all of 2020 it was on hiatus i i tried i recorded a couple but just never really got it and so I literally had to take a step back and decide how I was going to brand. Am I going to continue with this podcast that's been my baby, my child for the, my whole career, or am I going to just let it die? So that was probably the hardest thing and figuring out how to rebrand it, how to make it come back better, how, how to get more engagement with it, because no, none of the things I tried has happened. And uh, then I figured it out. I just decided to follow like a lot of people do start doing live TV, start treating it like a business, start treating it like a TV show and just keep pumping it out. And I found success and it's growing all the time. Nice. Nice. So we've been talking about like success, right? What comes success comes organizing the noise, right? Whether you're going to make a million dollars or whether you make a hundred thousand dollars is what you do with that money and how your business is structured that makes you more profitable in the long run. So my next question is like, how is your business structured? I mean, you're based out of Canada. Is it an LLC? Do you have S corps and C corps in Canada? So we don't have LLCs in Canada. That is a non thing. We have a sole proprietor, a cooperative and something else. I, I'm, or you can just be a freelance. So if you make under 30 K a year, you can claim it as a sole business. You don't have to go through incorporation and all that. Hmm. You're considered a freelancer, self-employed, and the taxes aren't that bad. Um, but if you want to take like benefit from all the great tax deductions and all that, you can buy. You can go into business. It's like two hundred dollars. You go through the government, and it structures it as its own entity, but it's under your name, so it's kind of cheaper. You can get a numbered company, or you put it under your own name. So I I put mine under my own name. 
because it was just easier because I can do business in English and French now since my business is just my name. So that's how I have it. And, uh, and I just use a simple payment plan processing plan Stripe and I send the invoices that way. And my business is very simple. I just run it myself and automate as much that I don't need to until I have to hire somebody. But that's definitely interesting because I mean, I've interviewed people from like the UK and Australia. And when I asked that question, to my surprise, UK, usually they have LLCs. So for me to be in the US and for you to be in Canada so close for you not to have LLCs, it's kind of like, well, how the hell did that skip over the, the seas and end up in UK and to where Canada doesn't have LLCs? It's definitely crazy to think about it. But, and that's why I asked that question, right? Um, yeah. So I wish we had LLCs. It would make yes. life a little easier. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think with the sole proprietorship that we can get our protection from, that that's kind of like our version of the LLC. Um, but yeah, I wish we did have LLCs cause it would make life so much easier for like just starting a business. There's so much red tape you have to jump through. And I think because we started being a, a country, if you will, not a dominion long after you guys, uh, decided to kick the Brits out. Uh, we, we took some time, you know, uh, we, we decided to take our time and ask them politely like Canadians to leave. And then we asked again. And then finally they said, okay, we'll leave. Um, uh. Just the Canadian way. Um, I think that's probably why I, I never really looked into it, but I always wish because when you're searching to start a business in Canada, it's like, there's like, I searched start a business and 90% of Google is like, start an LLC, start an LLC. Mm -hmm. This is the best way to start an LLC. 10 tips to start an LLC. And it's like, well, I'm in Canada. I'm on Google Canada and it's giving me only Americans. So that's something. And now that we talk about, I'm like, that's an awesome podcast subject to talk about and, you know, go down and teach people. Like right now I'm looking, it's funny being the podcast mogul. I, I'm actually looking at my legal pad and I have like three different podcast ideas that are nearly fully formed. I just need a host for them. Nice. Like it's all there. And because I've already automated like the setup and creation of a podcast, all I need is to hire someone or find someone to be a host and boom, like, and create the content. And then this, my machine just runs with it. Nice. And so nice. it's like, okay, now that, okay. And now I have another one. Cause like starting a business in Canada, Here, here's a podcast story about that. And it can be a resource for people and instead of having, um, I think a lot of people think having a podcast, you need to have it constantly updated new episodes, new episodes. Whereas if you're a business owner, like, let's say, uh, um, an author, you know, mm -hmm. or you're a publishing house, how does the, the five steps to publish your book, you know, that doesn't have to be a continual series. It can be a limited series. Boom, right there. And then you're like, hey, if you ever, you know, here's a free resource. Instead of having to read the ebook, you know, you can listen to someone talk to you about it. Mm. And that just adds more value to the package that you have. So, I mean, that, that brings me to like another really in, in, in serious question. I mean, since you brought it up, right? Podcasting, right? It's like, a, it's much like media in a sense that the more downloads, the more views, the more credibility. But to your point, I think you, you're making a valid point. Why not make micro podcasts, like a podcast that has, not episodes that live on forever, but maybe it's just 10 episodes and those 10 episodes are going to cover a particular topic and it's evergreen, right? It's an evergreen topic that's mm -hmm. always going to be out there. So if someone's searching for it, they could find it and get value from it. And then, so you're talking about making micro podcasts. So is that something that is your business running on it? I mean, is that something that you're doing right now for clients? 
So I do it for some clients. Actually, um, I have a client in Macedonia, which is really weird to say up in Canada, I'm working with. So it's weird. My clients come from are all international. I don't think I have one Canadian client, which is really weird being in Canada, not focusing on my own Canadians, but podcasting is larger outside of where I am. But so I have clients in France, Australia, America, of course, because you guys devour podcasts like it's no one's business. And I just signed this uh, guy from Macedonia. He was uh, a guest on my podcast, actually. And that's how I use my my main podcast, Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. It's a lead gen podcast. I'm not concerned about the downloads I get because the purpose of this podcast really one was for me to learn how to be an entrepreneur because I've come from a nine to five, never had any entrepreneurs in my life. But looking back, it's like, oh no, he was an entrepreneur. I just didn't know it at the time what an entrepreneur was. I thought it was a salesman. But like looking back in my life, I had a lot of friends who were entrepreneurs run their own businesses, multi-million dollar businesses without me even knowing it until I started talking with other people. Mm-hmm. So he he has three podcasts that we're in the process of developing, which is really weird. It's usually it's either one or three podcasts when I get mm-hmm. a client, and so we're developing his personal branded podcast that help makes him going to make him a thought leader in his industry. We're doing his business podcast where it helps grow his business's brand, but also his clients who are part of it they get those that free promotion from his listening, and he takes care of all that. And then he's he's written a book that's in the current process of being published. And we're going to be doing a limited series on each chapter of the book. Yeah, I think there's seven chapters. We're doing nine, I think nine episodes, an intro and an outro, you know, the trailer and the post thing, and then the episodes uh, for the chapters. And it's and that's all it's going to be. And it's going to live on the, the website for the book. So if you go to the book's website, you can listen to the thing. Before you buy the book, you can have the choice of listening to the episodes and saying, you know what, I want to learn more about this. Okay, I know I'm learning this in chapter two. So it's kind of like, you know, that treat before you buy. Um, And having those micro content is like having those micro green, like you said, those green content on YouTube or on the uh, uh, articles on your website, because they're always going to be there. So having evergreen, you like if I have that thing, I'm like, oh, you you want to listen to a book about lead selling? Well, he, here's a podcast. It's actually the whole book in podcast form, but it's it doesn't go into as much depth as the book. But you can see as a tease to buy the book, and we're testing to see if that's going to work out. But I see no reason that it wouldn't because it's just going to lead sales. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's it's an interesting topic because obviously you have audio books and audio books and podcasts. They're very similar, but they're different, right? Like yeah. Talking to someone, communicating tonality, you know, eye contact, all that is a little bit different than just reading from scriptures of a, of a book. So you're kind of bridging the gap between the two and you're doing a test, you say. So like, you're, it's not a proven concept, but you're proving it as you create it, right? Yeah, that's what we're doing. We're, we're running with it to see if it works. Like, this is another opportunity for uh, podcasters, authors to increase their knowledge, increase their wealth. Because if you say you have three podcasts as an author, mm-hmm. oh, that's impressive. Now, yeah. whether or not they're all active or whatever, it doesn't matter. You can say, look, they're, here they are. They, there's proof of concept. You can listen to the, the podcast here and here, here. This is where I talk about being a thought leader. This is where I talk to other industry leaders and I show my authority. And then you have, here's my book, which just shows I actually know what I'm talking about. And having those three things 
is amazing. I'm also in the process of building two networks, uh, two podcasting networks and kind of media networks at the same time with a company in uh, Tampa uh, called Next Gen Sports Network, where we're building out, we're starting with a bit of the UFC MMA. We just signed with a local um, a local MMA uh, company that we're going to be handling all their media and the, the owner of the company, he's going to use the brand, his ability to get sponsors, because that's what his business is, his lead gen for sponsorships and selling sponsorship. We're, we're on the Debone, I think, largest uh, radio station in Tampa, uh, where, where we got the Bucks credentials. So we're going after the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, we're, we're doing a whole bunch of things, but also he wants to work out a podcast network so that he can sell from his guerrilla marketing company, which is his primary uh, marketing company that he handles marketing, he's adding like, hey, you can now be on podcasts and ex- access to those that market as well. So I'm now not only producing their podcasts that they already have in-house, but also doing talent acquisition to get talent in the podcast because I want to help get podcasters paid. So I'm building that network for him. And in France, I'm building another network that's completely different. That's just brand building because it's for a startup uh, incubator. So he wants all the pod, uh, all the businesses inside the incubator to have their own podcast so that they can use it for lead generation as well as establishing their authority and having this kind of like historic of when it does end up being bought, being blowing up, you can see like, hey, here's all the struggles they face. Here's some information about them. And it just grows that way. So like, I'm trying, I'm always in the process of trying to reinvent new ways that can help podcasters because you never know what's what works in one industry is going to work in another industry. So nice. Yeah. Nice. So I mean, this is rewind back. I mean, remember when we first came on this podcast and I was saying you're the mogul boss and you were like, oh no, my God. You was being all modest and shit. And I'm, I'm Canadian. Come- <laughs> I'm supposed to be modest. And then he comes I'm not out of humble. nowhere. I'm the most narcissistic person <laughs> in the world. But I have a, I, I come from Canada of humble beginnings. So I can't be all that narcissistic. I have to let my work talk for myself and then I can be narcissistic. <laughs> I'm just saying, you, you, you just listed off this laundry list of, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here and like, if I'm, if I'm the audience listening right now, I'm just like, didn't this motherfucker say earlier on in the show that it, mogul, oh man, thank you. So, I mean, obviously, you can see why I've named this man yeah. the mogul boss, right? So let's just continue on and move forward a little bit, right? So all the things that you're talking about, it has to be systematic in some sense. So what systems do you have in place to, like, manage all these tentacles? Paper is one. Uh, No. So (laughs) paper, like, yeah. So most of my ideas, like, if I'm lying down, I I have a pad of paper in every single room of my house because I never know. I don't like writing it on my phone because it'll just get lost into the nether space. So writing it down, it's a constant reminder. I see it. I'm like, okay, I have to come back to that. I daily journal as well. So there's that. But running everything, it's um, one email address for all the businesses. Everything, if you want to get in contact, it's one email address. And I send out from other emails. But if it's like specific business, it's always that one email so that like everything is in one place. Like even my family, they sometimes send me a wrong email. I'm like, no, I, I forward it to the proper email address. And then I talk, call them. I'm like, no, you're only supposed to use this email address. Because if not, you, you, your life starts getting panicky and everywhere. So you have to align your life to the simplest possible thing. Find like one thing. 
Uh, but I use Zapier uh, for my pod to handle the podcasting stuff. Headliner, um, I hire out when I can because, like, if you're running 13 different things, if I can hire someone uh, for the uh, advertising or making simple templates or stuff like that, I'll hire someone and they do it. And then it's like, okay, I just copy paste it. Uh, Google Forms does most of my thing. Like you use Google Forms, it fill. Google Forms is a lifesaver. I've done it for about, made about a dozen forms for myself and other podcasters for guest intake, but also for uh, podcast intake if they want them. Like if you wanted to be a guest, right? You're like, oh, they're like, oh, I want to have, you know, the essay grant, you know, the boss uncaged himself on my podcast. I send them a form. I'm going to say, here, fill out this form. A form fills out. It tells me how everything, it vets the, the thing. Like, is it going to be worthwhile for me being on the podcast? Now, for me, myself, I love being on any podcast because I just love talking about podcasting. But if you're my client, you may be looking for specific niche podcasts mm -hmm. to be on. So I, I create a database of podcasts that I have access to. So when my client goes, I need to be on a podcast, I just go over. I'm like, okay, what kind of podcast do you want? And they like this, this, this. I go through my list. I'm like, okay, I have five, five. I reach out mm -hmm. to them. I'm like, hey, I have this guy, this is the story. I, I do the branding for the one sheet and all that for my guest, send it to them and it's done. So like I've, I, I have all these little databases everywhere for me that I've created using Google Forms or is that peer handling stuff or just, you know, uh, when I started my, my second podcast, Investing Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast, I was still working at nine to five. So from nine to five, I was working. Luckily, like COVID hit. So it was like, hey, I'm still at home. So it's a little easier. But I had to figure out how, how I can record 21 episodes as fast as possible, get them processed while also, you know, not being completely exhausted doing a nine to five. So I couldn't stay up until like four o'clock in the morning to work the next day because that, that's, I would yeah. be dead. So I use Canonly and I go, okay, I'm recording as many as I can in two week period. And I would just blast out asking people and the minute all 21 were open. I closed the, the link going, it's closed. And some days I did five podcasts in a row, nice. 45 minute podcast episodes, boom, 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 nearly back to back, usually with 30 minutes in between. Cause I was stupid then, but I get all of them. And then the following week when I had none, I would just edit. It would just be me sitting down in my studio, editing, editing, hating my life because it's editing. But now it's like, but then it's done and it's for like nearly 21 weeks. I have no worries because my podcasts go out and I'm done. I can concentrate on other aspects, promotion, getting clients to duh. When, it, when it's coming close, do another two week binge, boom, done. And it's just, my life is like a constant cycle of that. So now, luckily now no longer working the nine to five. So I have like, I now do Tuesdays and Wednesdays and I just I let see. that roll for forever because i usually get one to two podcasts because i'm so far ahead i'm already scheduling season three uh season five and we're just releasing season three like yeah. it just began so i have i'm always like at least one season buffer just in case but because as the compounding interest happens with your podcast as you get on other podcasts or you know you people message you because they start finding your podcast because it starts jumping on or someone's listening to your podcast. I'm like, Oh my God, I know my brother Bill would be great for this podcast. Send it over. I'm like, you should be on this podcast. And I just, I get those things. And I'm like, yeah, 
it's going to drop when it drops <laughs> at this point. I'm like, it just drops when it drops because I'm so far advanced, but I try and work it with the, the guests. Like if they have a, a media drop or they have something big coming, I'm like, yeah, let's ride, you know, the momentum. So tell me when you have this new product dropping and this can be part of your promotion, you know, and that's worked out. And I've rescheduled some guests and episodes, but it's, you have to have your systems in place. Like it, it's for each podcast, it's unique or for each business, it's unique. And if you don't have something in place that can manage that, uh, at least a funnel or a flow, you're going to get overwhelmed and you're just going to burn out and you're going to be, ah, fuck this. This is not for me. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I mean, it's so, it's so crazy. And then just coming to the podcasting, it's like, there's so many similarities between like what you're talking about and kind of like we're Boston cages right now. Like to your point, like we're so far advanced with our episode count. We're like 60, 70 episodes behind where we are right now. So we have that much content to release into the next year. So with that, right. I mean, to get to the point to where you are, somebody may be listening and be like, okay, this guy, he's a mogul. Like we, we obviously get that. Right. And, and maybe he's a mogul, maybe he's an overnight success, but in reality, how long did it take you to get to where you are? Six years, six years to get, understand the industry, understand what works, studying other podcasts, listening to other podcasts, talking with other podcasters uh, about podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, and just accept, and looking at other industries to see how they're growing their business and seeing if there's something I can do what they're doing, how can I manipulate it or bastardize it to work mm-hmm. for podcasting? Nice. So this new thing that I'm doing with the the network, it's reminiscence of what my buddy did. He made a shit ton of money, uh, the bastard. Uh, he used to... <laughs> Do, do advertising on websites for video games. Okay. So he worked with um, uh, the company that made World of Warcraft. I think it's EA. I don't know. One of the biggest. Like he worked with EA. He's worked with Warner Brother Media. He's worked with all these major companies and or Wizards of the West or Wizards of Warlords or whatever they're called. Like he's worked with all these amazing companies and he would literally go to them. He's like, what's your marketing budget? They're like, we're paying X amount per click. And he's like, okay. And then he would go to websites that are in the nerd industry or anything like that. He's like, hey, I want to buy up your real estate for your advertising and I'll pay you this amount for it. Yeah. And you just show this ad. And he's like, okay. So they would join. So he was doing two sites. He would, they would come into his business as real estate so that he could sell advertising against it. And then he would go out and buy real estate, uh, buy the properties that need to be sent, the ad space and all that. And he would just connect the two. He was just a connector. And the middleman and like this, he was just taking the time away from the, the business execs and the media and the buyers and all that, because they don't have time to go to these little websites, organize the contract. But if I can go to a central person who has a network of, let's say a hundred websites, and I know they generate can help generate a thousand dollars, you know, per website, and it's only going to cost us X amount to advertise with him. Yeah. And on the flip side for the website owner, they don't have to do anything. They have a check come in. Huh. They know every 30 days they're getting paid X amount because of the, the it's, it's a pre-bought ad space. So it's like, I'm thinking, I'm like, now that I'm building up my network of podcasts and that for advertising, I'm like, 
damn, I'm becoming a middleman just like he did. And I've always wanted to do that easy fucking money because it is easy money. Like if I go to an advertiser and be like, hey, I have 30 podcasts that generate over uh, a million downloads per year and monthly it's at five, 500,000 or something. I don't know. Like math is not my strong point. <laughs> I have computers for that. Um, but I say they get this and if their going rate is, let's say, $25 per thousand and I, I have like I generate an episode and I'm generating you know like triple 30 like triple that number for each episode then I'm getting my podcasters a certain amount of money oh. per episode for have this this ad space on it so they're making money so now their hobby and you know is starting to generate revenue for them and they feel better about themselves because they're like oh my god I'm getting paid so they're going to invest hopefully invest it into their podcast get it better I'm getting paid because I'm doing this middle thing, I have this great connection. And if I keep getting them more money, they're going to pay me more money, mm -hmm. which means I can run ads to go buy, get more property for my podcasting network to spread more money out and make more money that way for everybody nice. involved. And that's how I think. And it's like, and for funny enough, no one is doing it. And I'm like, why not? But it's also, it's like, maybe someone didn't have the balls to do it. Now, now that I said it, mm -hmm. there could be, 20 people like I can do that and I'll start doing it, but I'm not worried because there's over 2 million podcasts out there. So the chances of me getting all 2 million podcasts that are launched today. And I think it's, we're growing by like at least a hundred thousand a day or something, something ridiculous. Like we're growing exponential. People are jumping on pod, starting podcasts all the time. And so like, I'm not worried. Like it's an evergreen network because Podcasters will always need monetization if they don't know how to do it themselves or don't want to have the time to do it. And businesses need to sell their products. So if they know they can come to me and I'll solve both of those problems, they'll come to me. If they know that you can solve it or someone else who's listening that just steal that idea and will become the guy name because they understand it better or they, they go after local businesses and do just local instead of international or, you know. So it's, it's, it's a great way of just learning, taking things from the past and bastardizing them and trying to see if they work in your industry. It's all about test, trial and error. So you, you run a pass a couple of times and, and, and you keep your, your word choice. So talking about past, if you could time travel back, right, and whisper in your ear at any younger age, what words of wisdom would you give to yourself to change anything? I don't think I would want... Well. I would say stay away from uh, that chick in uh, <laughs> 2010, but that's another story. That's for another reason. Uh, no, um, <laughs> got to throw in humor every once in a while. Um, yeah. Actually, I wouldn't because without everything that's happened, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be where I am today. Mm. So if I started this five years ago, would I be still at the same point with the same connections and the same people in my life? Mm -hmm. Or would I be somewhere else and I'd be not as happy? Like right now, I'm like pure happy. I woke up and I'm like, hell, I'm talking to someone who's going to Greece in like five hours. Like he just nice. like we finished. He's like, okay, I'm going to Greece now. I'm like, oh yeah, you you can literally drive there. I got the opportunity in October to go to a huge media event, my first ever media event. I've been podcasting six years, never went to a media event, had an interview in February, and he's like, you're coming in October. I'm like, okay. 
And so I'm going to France in October to a huge media event. Never going to happen. Never happened to me before. So it's like, holy shit, now I'm actual media. I won a podcasting award earlier this year for best business podcast. And I was like, I've listened to the other podcasts. They are way better than mine. They are, they're head and shoulders above what I do. But I, I won it. And then I, I won uh, another award, <laughs> I, uh, more of a joke kind of award for a podcast that was celebrating its 100th episode. They're like, we're putting on an award ceremony. Every previous guest gets an award. Um, so I got, uh, I think I got the best fish kisser um, being Canadian. And if you don't know anything about Canada, um, we have a province called Newfoundland. And they have a thing called being scre- scre- screeched in. Uh, where you take their homemade liquor, you know, their mm. moonshine is called Screech. Um, everybody can make it. You take a shot of Screech and you kiss a cod. Now, I've never, I've, I've driven, like, I've been in the airport. I've never been in Newfoundland fully. I've been in their airport mm. while I was traveling. So I've never been Screeched in. So it was really, for me, I was dying of laughter when I was, like, called the best fish kisser or something like that. Mm. Or, like, fish, Funny. something with fish and kissing involved. And I was just dying of laughter because it reminded me of that Canadian tradition. We have some weird Canadian traditions. Like, up in Yellowknife, uh, you can pay, I think it's $150 for a shot of alcohol with an actual mummified toe in it. Nice. Yes. But here's a caveat. If you swallow the toe, it's, I think, a $5,000 fine and a night in jail. And there's been three times that we've lost the toe. <laughs> and they just, I guess they just go down to the local cemetery, just chop off another saying. toe. How the, how the fuck are y'all replacing those? I That's don't know, question. Okay. This is Yellowknife. This is this is our frontier type places. Like this is up north, where shit is boring as all hell. It's like night for like a full day. I've been up there. It's gorgeous. Like the people are awesome, and you have to have a sense of humor living up there because it's so like it's not the city, Mm. and the people are just like simple life. They're like I met a Jamaican guy, was my taxi driver when I was landed in Yellowknife to take me to the airport straight from Jamaica, like heavy jamaican accent and i'm like obviously i'm white as snow and i'm i'm in this car with him and he's talking to me and i can't understand why a man who is from the caribbean or caribbean is in a place that actually gets colder than the north pole sometimes and i'm like you went from beaches beautiful beaches to rocky ice cold water like this is arctic like we're above the arctic line here like this is not oh yeah i'm just going to the summer cabin no the summer cabin is like two three days that's it but and i'm like what what i i I asked him and he's like i just came one day and i never left and i'm like see i'm coming and i'm leaving because this is too fucking crazy like i went during the 30 days of sunlight i was up there during 30 days of sunlight imagine leaving your place at 3 p 3 a.m. thinking it's 3 p.m. Because that's all it is. That's that's how the sun is. So, yeah. That's crazy. Crazy. I think you had brought up another point earlier as well. You was talking about, like, yeah, your background. And obviously, being that you're a mogul and you understand business so well, not coming from an entrepreneurial background, like, it has somebody has to be there. Like, was it, like, an uncle, an aunt, somebody that you could think back that you've gotten some of your entrepreneurial hustle from? I would have to say... So in my 
direct family looking. Everyone was, uh, I have family that worked for the government, uh, family that worked for financial institutions. And I would say it probably the closest entrepreneur in my family would have been my father. He worked um, life insurance for major financial institutions, but it was it's based on commission. And he would be dealing with these multimillionaires and billionaires um, uh, to protect their, their generational wealth, like help them create generational wealth by using insurance to offset capital gains and blah, 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 all things. So he, he was an entrepreneur under a protection, like under a nine to five, because he would have to work varying hours and he would have to go out and get sales and stuff like that, just like an entrepreneur. But it wasn't true entrepreneurial ship. Mm. And I've read that, like, I've always had that, like, I, I don't want to work for someone else. I, I was like, I'm going to start working, you know, but it's, it's a means to the end. I'm going to have another job and I'm going to build my own company and I'll be the next, you know, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, whoever you want. But I never took that step. That step never came until mm. a major life event, like really kicked me in the gut, uh, had a burnout. I officially burnt out at the beginning of 2020, just before we went into lockdown. Mm. So at the end of 2019, had my first break, uh, blew up at my family over Christmas decorations in November, mm. deciding who, because my parents downsized, so we were deciding which child, my siblings, would get which Christmas ornament to keep it in the family. And I just blew up for randomly, randomly blew up. My mom's like, something's fucked up. Something's wrong. You need to go see the doctor. So go see the doctor. He puts me on antidepressants. Two months later, still not working, still a miserable person, like just hating myself. Just I was 300 pounds, wasn't happy. Like life was shit. Um, then I'm like, yeah, if I continue, my job is killing me. He's like, okay, we're giving you uh, two months off. Luckily, I hit therapy. Like the first week I was off, I had therapy. Like it was, I was really lucky the therapist had time. So did weekly therapy sessions for two, uh, about three months, then went to bi, uh, bi-monthly and monthly. And then now it's whenever I need. Um, and therapy is the number one thing you need because we're all fucked up trauma in the back. And if you don't, ha- don't have someone that can lead you through the trauma and teach you how to deal with the trauma so that it doesn't bother you, you're, you're, you're only hurting yourself. Like I'm, I used to be like, no, I don't need, therapy i'm too good for therapy and then it's like nah fuck that i need therapy i'm a fucked up individual you know like everyone's fucked up everybody has their trauma so i did that and then with my two months off i started drop shipping started popping up I'm like what the fuck's drop shipping so i started investing in that i'm like holy shit you actually can make money on the internet you know started like just deep diving affiliate marketing you know all this but never really found anything that was my passion and then I decided near the end, it was like, okay, I'm going to learn from actual entrepreneurs. So I started interviewing them, started my company and all that. So I guess the bug was always there to make my own money, but I just never had the idea or the framework or never really sat down and talked to anybody. How do I do it? And so it was just finally, I did it in uh, the November of 2020, launched uh, Investing Yourself did a 30-day plan. I was like, I have 30 days to launch this podcast. So I have to record the episodes, get the website up, do all this, da, 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 and then launch on the 1st of December. Just put that deadline on me and I just crushed it. And then in March, uh, one of my guests was like, hey, uh, can you help me get on another podcast? I'm like, sure. And I was still kind of like, well, I guess I'll never be the entrepreneur. And then like 
two days later, he comes back to me because I had mentioned he should have a podcast. He's like, hey, um, I want to do a podcast. How do I do it? I'm hiring you. What do we do? What's the cost and all this? And I'm like, okay, here's the deal. And we just uh, did the launch and he's now top 10, uh, top, he's number nine in Australia all time and number eight, I believe in New Zealand all time, as well as like Sylvania and other places like that. And he's in the top 100s there. And I was like, holy shit, that we did that in two months. Now, okay, let's ramp it up. And now it's like, whatever, before I get him to do something, I try it on mine. And if I get even just a little bump of a download, it's, it's okay, this is what you need to do. Because he's a, a millionaire investor. He has the money that I don't. He has the capital to invest in it. And I think with the podcast, his book, and his courses, he has already cleared six figures. Nice. Nice. Uh, for his business and it's just growing he has another course that he's inlaying into his fa- uh, funnel and his podcast is just how ha- pretty much telling you how he's doing it oh. so that you can be like oh shit and his book costs like 7.99 and it's like i read the uh, rich dad poor dad and this is probably an, a better updated version for our generation nice nice so, I mean, one thing that you had brought up that I, and I'm going to pull back out based on what you just said was just you talk about your family to a certain extent and you were saying you blew up during Christmas over ornaments, right? And then your mom was yep. saying that it's time for you to kind of, you know, get some medication or go talk to somebody, get that shit figured out. So let's fast forward a little bit. Like, how are you juggling your work life with your family life now? Um, great. So it, it, it took a while to get that figured out. Um, I... My family lives about, it's like a 30 minute drive north of me. That's where my, my, uh, my parents live, my brother and my sister with my nephew and my brother-in-law live. So I, I do about daily calls with my brother. He, he lives with paranoid schizophrenia. So he needs that constant, just like, know you're alive, know you're alive, know you're alive. So I have daily calls with him. Um, usually bi-weekly calls with my nephew FaceTiming because I don't get to see him all the time because I'm, I don't have a car and drive it's 30 minutes and I'm, and I'm not doing an hour worth of public transport to go see him i love him but i'm not dealing with with the crazies on the buses um so i facetime him and it's the cutest thing when he facetimes you say i love you he says i love you i get a hug and then i go okay bye and it's not a okay bye you know okay bye you know you get that, that, that long usually when you're with your mom or something mm-hmm. no it's okay bye click the button's pressed before i even get the word bye out so it's like it's refreshing i get a text after from my sister really sorry because i didn't even get to say goodbye to anybody else in that who's there it's just he says bye it's ended we move on now and so that simplicity is great so i facetime with him at least like i said bi-weekly or as often as i can and i visit my family at least once a month or i have my brother down with me for a weekend and that's all it is you have to i live by my calendar i can't remember one of my i i someone told me that and i can't remember who I regret it, but like it's their calendar is their life. If it's not in the calendar, it's not happening in their life. It and, exist, yeah. yeah. So I, I live by that now. So like my parents are like, okay, we're going up north to the cottage on this day. And I'm like, okay, give me the dates. When do I have to like, what do I have to schedule off? And then it's in my schedule. So nothing can be booked then. And, yeah. but yeah, it's, you, you have to just plan your life out as much as possible, but don't, constrict yourself allow yourself to have that time that to be creative to go for a walk if you can like i do daily walks once when i wake up 
And then usually around five o'clock, I, I start getting antsy because I've been editing or I've been emailing or I've been mm-hmm. doing not fun stuff, you know, like job required. So I get up and I do a 30 minute walk, you know, just walk to the local Tim Hortons, which is like a Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts or coffee shop, get myself an ice cap and walk back. And that's a good, like close to 500, 5,000 steps just there. And it's like, whew, all right, getting my 10,000 steps in, you know, I feel good and it gives you that energy to jump in plus you're like you're walking it's beautiful out you see the beautiful women or the beautiful men depending you know and you're just having this great day and you look everybody everybody loves who they love um but yeah so you you just get like you get to like it's the stop and smell the roses that we get get, Mm -hmm. i was told my whole life you know stop and smell the roses i can't because i have to get the job because if i'm not on time they're gonna fire me and then i'm screwed and then when you become your own boss you're like I can, I can do whatever I want. Like I was messaging with a friend and we're, because of COVID, we're like, we have to meet up and get vax and all that. Yeah. And she's like, I, I can't wait to go on the walk with you. I'm like, I'm looking forward to it too. I just have to get the time off from my boss. And then I'm like, wait, no, I am the boss. I can get off whenever I want. Like you tell me when we're going for the walk. And it's just like, wow, that just feels great. Like I, I don't answer to anybody but myself. As long as my work, my clients work get done, that's oh. all. Nice. Nice. So I think you brought up a couple of different things. Let me unpack it. I mean, earlier on, you were talking about you were 300 pounds and obviously you're not 300 pounds now, right? You're also talking about doing like daily walks, daily routines, and you're talking about you're highly scheduled. So the, I want to know, like with all these different facets to your day, right? Because obviously working out must be part of that. What does your morning routines look like? My morning routine is uh, my alarm goes off at seven o'clock and I yell at it. Because <laughs> uh, no one wants to wake up at seven o'clock. Anybody who says, "Yeah, I did the business a billionaire mindset and it changed my life," because I waking up at seven o'clock is the best. Waking up at seven o'clock is the worst <laughs> yeah. because it's seven o'clock in the morning. Everybody remembers it's like going to school. It's like no one wanted to go to school at seven. Like no one wanted to wake up to go to school at seven o'clock, and that's what it is. So it's I get up. I usually grumble for a good fifteen minutes with myself to get out of bed. My other alarm goes off saying, okay, now it's time to get out of bed. Out of bed, I throw on pretty much shorts or pants, T-shirt, go for a walk. I'm just like, let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, drink a, drink some water. Usually, I have a pitcher because I've been podcasting the night before, so there's a pitcher in my studio. And until you just grab it, drink it, and walk out the door afterwards, you know, just least amount of resistance possible. Get that, Get your energy out first come home. Then I do, uh, I have three brain apps that I do that I don't pay for. They give you free training. So I just do that. Then I do about, a f- uh, I, I finish that, then do some meditation, just like breath work. And just like either mm-hmm. from, um, Oh, the Iceman, when Hoffman, his thing, or it's just, you know, sitting down, listening to a like mental, uh, meditation YouTube mm-hmm. video or something that I found. And then there's the workout. And my workout before was like a three-day workout. It's like work, 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 break, work, 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 break. Now with my trainer, um, it's a seven-day a week. And each day is a different part of the body. And he's trying to kill me. Like I, 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 I drop most of my weight. I, I drop about 40 to 50 pounds by fasting and just walking. That's a drop. Mm-hmm. And then I dropped an extra like... 30 to 40 pounds, because I, I I'm down to about 220 now uh, with my, my trainer and his work workout. And all I want is like that Vin Diesel body from Fast and the Furious, the first Fast and the Furious, where he's not completely like, you know, ripped, ripped. to shreds, yeah. 
but you know if he forces his stomach he's got the abs yeah. Yeah, he, he, like, he got bulk. He got bulk to him for sure. He's, he's got the bulk, you know. Yeah. And he he, he still looks cuddable. Like you can mm. still cuddle with him. He's not. You're not going to be like a woman's not going to be like, wow, you're rock hard. Like if you cuddle the rock, it's like you're actually cutting a rock. I want to oh. be able to be like, okay, it's it's still cuddly, you know, because I've always been the cuddly guy. So going from like you know cuddly to rock hard is going to be a little difficult for me, because um, I like to cuddle. Mm. No shame in that. Um, <laughs> and so. But my trainer, like my, the guy who owns the company, who was my first trainer, he's a, a skinny guy. He's like, he's, he's, sh- he's not shredded, mm-hmm. but he's toned. Mm-hmm. And that's why I wanted to go with him because he's like, <clears throat> he has the body that I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm good with that. Now I'm working with one of his colleagues that went like one of his trainers. Mm-hmm. And this guy is like the rock. He mm-hmm. is like muscled, like, like, I don't know if he can actually clasp his hands together. Like the guy's super great, amazing. Like he's encouraging and all that. But just when you look at him, you're like, I'll never get like that. Like I, I have no desire to spend three year, three hours a day in a gym pumping iron just to have these bulking muscles. Like that's not me. I, I, I'm too lazy for that. Um, I'll, I'll admit it. I'm lazy. I look for the easiest solution. Like, how can I get something done the fastest, easiest way? Work harder, not sm- uh, work smarter, not harder, mm-hmm. is my wa- motto. And so I see him, and I'm like, then I get the workout, and I'm like, he's going to kill me. I don't want to die. I'm too young. And I do the workout, and I'm dripping of sweat. Like right now, I'm dripping of sweat because I have this giant light on me, and it's humid as all fucks here in Montreal. But I'm literally like sweat is pouring down. The shirt I'm wearing is usually like there's a giant oval of drenchness of darkness of just sweat and anger and everything leaking out of me that you, I use to do finish the workout. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, I feel like I'm like I, I shower, do the cold shower, like I do a, I do my warm shower because I'm not psychotic. People go, oh, I have a cold shower. I'm like good on you never trusting you alone in a room um but i do i have my regular shower warm shower like a normal human and then the last like two minutes it's just like cold just slowly go into the cold and you're like "Ah." and it refreshes you because like the warm relaxes you but the cold just like starts waking everything up because your body's like holy fuck this is cold and then you just jump into the day and it's like okay today's going to be editing podcasts setting up that automation or, you know, talking with clients, reaching out to other clients or just, oh, I have nothing planned for the day or I'm being a guest on a podcast. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll just sit down for two hours and watch a movie and be like, okay, this is the movie I'm reviewing for one of my other podcasts. Like, like I manage, I also manage a a stock, stock market group for beginners that's at 50K and answering their questions. I know nothing about stocks. Uh, I'm really admitted. I know you buy low, sell high. That's the basic of my thing. And, you know, there's shorts and longs and a whole bunch of other things. And then, you know, you got the AMC diamond hands and don't even get me started on crypto. But I'm in this group because I'm helping with them build their engagement in the group, build their podcast network that they're building as well. So it's I'm in there looking for stocks because we do a week every Wednesday, we do a stock breakdown. So we find three stocks. And we go, okay, these are the three stocks we're going to break down. So I help, I get some animation for the, 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 the show and all, and we go live and 
I host that so that the other guys can just concentrate and look like the badass, knowledgeable people they are. And so like each day is like, some days are really similar. Some days are completely new, but generally my mornings, like I said, it's, I'm up at seven 30, I'm starting work about nine and then nine till noon is usually a whole bunch of work then break. Nice. And then it just my afternoons or whatever I want. It's either more work or is it? Am I just sitting on my ass watching TV? Nice, living the life. Yeah. So I think based on what you said, I mean, one thing that that calls out to me is like your intellectual side. Like you know, you have an opportunity in the morning to launch a, a mind app. So like my next question is a three part question based upon like your intellect, right? Like what book have you read on your journey to get to where you are? The second part of that question is like, you know, are you are you reading any books now? Or are you listening to any particular audio books that you want to recommend? And then the third question is because you've helped authors. Have you had opportunity to publish any of your own books? All right. So this is fun. Um, so books I'm reading right now, um, I'm reading Tools of the Titan by Tim Ferriss. Nice. Where it's pretty much, it's a, it's a monster of a book. All his books but are, right? <laughs> Yeah, but this is like I have the four hour work week reading that. Like, currently reading, I'm rereading the four hour work week, rereading uh, Think and Grow Rich and 48 Laws of Power. Nice, and those are the three books I'm reading right now. I have a dozen or so business uh, autobiographies or biographies in my library, um, then biographies of just random people like Kevin Smith, who's an uh, just I think he's a freaking god for what, how he turned his one movie that he was massively indebted into this mega empire. Like, just think about it. Guy sold his comic books to finance a movie, and now he has his own comic book shop, his own podcast network. He has a cinematic universe, and, like, like yeah. and he's just a humble nerd. So, like, he's a he's And he a also god. has Silent Bob as well, so don't forget Silent Bob. Yeah, you know, he, he also is this incredible actor yeah. who's been in, like, so many different silly movies. Yeah. But, yeah, so, I books like that. But, so, right now, I'm rereading The 4-Hour Workweek, uh, reading Tools of the Titan, like I said, uh, Think or Grow Rich, and The 48 Laws of Power. Um, so, they're the books I'm reading right now. And, usually, I try, I, I try and complete a book a month. Um but I always have like four books usually on a go at a time. So sometimes I end up finishing four in a month Nice, because I do spend like, I try and take about an hour to 30, 30 minutes to an hour a day to read at least. And I'm a voracious uh, reader. I usually uh, ask my guests the same question. What book for entrepreneurs would you start? In? And I just add that to my list of books. Mm. Um, I don't have a list of movies I watch. I have a list of books I read. Um, one I would recommend um, would probably Money Grows on Trees by uh, my client Lloyd Ross. The only reason I'm saying it is because he breaks it down. It's like 20 pages, I think, but he breaks it down into a simplistic way for you to start a side hustle like he did, then use that money to invest like he did, and then use and that investment help you reach that freedom that you're looking for. So he uses active, passive, and then another sort of money to so that you can grow your own tree and live off the fruits. And that's what it is. He's growing his own money tree because we were told that money doesn't go grow on trees. But thanks to the internet, it actually does. It does. If you start a business online within like two to three years, you're, you're clear money because like you have no overhead. It's completely digital. Like all you have to do is you pay like 15 bucks for the hosting, you know, for the domain name a year. 
So it's like, it's incredible. And you sign one client to a thousand dollars, you know, that's boom, your hosting is paid for, for the year. Yeah. Very true. Very true. And uh, have I written a book? Um, so yes, I currently have one book. I've been trying to get it out. It's just been like, it's written. I just need to approve the final design for the cover and the layout and all that. But it's just like, okay, I need to find time. I also have two other books in the process of being written that I'm writing uh, one on how to uh, be a great host of a podcast because a lot of people don't know how to like when they're starting out they're not ha- sure how to podcast so I give just a brief like I give seven I like doing seven seven is best seven tips and mm. and usually two be- bonus tips about something else and then I have one on how to use be a guest to grow your podcast as well mm-hmm. so how to go on podcasts and use your audience to grow my audience, either for business or my podcast. So I have those two uh, being fleshed out right now. And then there's a monetization book that's working, plus the courses that go go along with it. It's trying to use a proper word, you know, like parallel, but I don't know. I have a child yelling now somewhere in the the apartment building. So it's nice. Very, very cool. I think one of the things that, that you brought up is, you know, you're reading four books at one time and then it's kind of like why I created like a, the Boss of Cage book club. It's kind of teach people how to read a book per week. And to your point, you say you read an hour here, 20 minutes there, 30 minutes here, and it adds up if you do it consistently enough to where you can get through a book per week pretty easily. So I definitely commend you for, for what you've done with this reading. It seems like you're a ferocious reader for sure. So, yeah. um, Going into like another another question, it's like, okay, like you have all these things going on, you have all these different tentacles, you've overcome a lot, right? From your weight loss, like your mental stuff to creating these empires. Where do you see yourself 20 years from today? So I actually have a goal. So I'm I'm gonna be 36 this year. My goal is to be a billionaire by 40. So that's my next four, like four years. I have four years to be a billionaire by 40. And it's just strategic partnerships mm-hmm. with people. That's one thing I learned. Um, connecting to the right people who are already at that level that you need to help grow to. Like before I can become a billionaire, I need to become a millionaire. Before mm-hmm. I become a millionaire, I need to at least have a six-figure uh, business. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm already connected to the people in my chain that are mm-hmm. higher up than me. So I'm. It's just building my network like that. Like I have with my client over in Europe who's amazing. He owns a rugby team as well. I don't think I mentioned that he owns a sports team. And it, like thinking back, I'm like, I always wanted to be friends with someone who owns a sports team. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, he just drops into my life and it's like, holy shit. Um, so with his connections, I know I'm be reaching out to uh, high level investors, high level uh, people who I w- just wouldn't have the regular access to. So having access to these people and being able to ask them those questions, be like, okay, he has, this guy answered the question that I liked. I want to learn more about him and just model my life kind of like after him. Like mm-hmm. when he got to that point, like, like you hear about, oh, he, he was an investor in Twitter when it first started. It's like, damn, I want to be, I want to be able to get that IPO. I want to be that, that type of person, be, have that in my bio being like, you know, he was the early investor in this amazing startup company that ends up being the next Facebook, ends up being the next Google and being able to add that to your repertoire. Nice. And your bio and people are like, well, that he must know what he's doing. Anybody who's anybody doesn't know anything. They, 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 they're flying by the seat of their pants and they just, they're like, you know what? It's been working. 
I believe it. And then they refine it, refine it, refine it, knows what they're doing. But when they first initial start, no one knows anybody, anything. And no one's ever an yeah. overnight success. No, unless you, you're, you come from money, that's the only way you'll be an overnight success. But it's a, even the Kardashians, oh, you know, hey, uh, the most recent one that's been named a self-made billionaire, the youngest self-made billionaire. Mm-hmm. No, she's not a self-made billionaire. Like, congratulations, like, she, she took her small little company and it's now worth a billion dollars. But if, you know, it goes back to Kim, it was generational. If Kim didn't have her video and start the, keeping up with the, kardashians you would never gotten to that point like mama jenner is freaking genius with how she managed that company um because it is a company it's no longer a family it's a company they're all employees and they're all pretty much all having having their own little kingdoms that they're growing themselves so it's like no one's overnight success no one is an overnight you know billionaire it takes generations to grow like years and that and mm-hmm. with the internet, yeah, we can do it a lot faster and we can get that, recoup that wealth so much quickly, but it's, it's hard work. Like it will take, I, my goal is by the end of this year to, or well, actually by my 36th birthday to hit six figures. Like that's my goal. Like if I can hit a, a even if it's just like a hundred thousand, I hit a hundred thousand by my birthday, I'll be happy. And then it's like, okay, I did that. If I can do that in a year, I know I can buy my next birthday. I can hit a million or something like that and just work that way and use compounding interest and using the techniques that I've learned from other people to help. Cause I like having this podcast with you, someone may, may listen to it and be like, you know what? Phil knows what the fuck he's talking about. I want to work with him. And so I work with him, uh, work with this person and this person actually introduces me, you know, gets me to my next goal, which is I would love to have a fortune 500, uh, CEO president or something like that of a company on my podcast. Mm-hmm. Cause that's, that's a big fall. Like I already have, uh, I already had Dom who's the football, uh, the rugby owner startup, largest started, uh, startup incubator, uh, rural startup incubator in the world. I've had a millionaire on my podcast. You know, I've had so many, uh, I have had a, a digital marketer who's worked with the UN on the Paris Accord, worked with the uh, British health organization, as well as worked with the BBC to help promote their, their stuff on social media and she's done it all with only having a twitter account that she barely uses and it's like holy shit that's an amazing like amazing win for me so it's now okay what other things i want that fortune 500 uh guest i want to have you know someone someone with a bit more name appeal like jokingly kevin o'leary great canadian entrepreneur i would love to have him on my podcast but I, I, hey i'll take any entrepreneur that's on tv that's one that's been on you know willing to share their knowledge share their story with my audience like that those are somewhat like i have like really focused goals but also beside them there it's kind of like the general niche of it like if i can get a fortune 500 like i would love to have the uh ceo uh and president of the royal bank of canada which is one of the the largest banks in Canada. It's it's one of the top two. You have Toronto Dominion, but it also used to be in the states under RBC. It's in the states under RBC Bank, huh. and used to own the PNC uh, arena that the Hurricanes used to play out of the hockey team, the Carolina Hurricanes. So having him on and discussing like his story because it's a super interesting story. Um, and that that would be great. Like that's the person, but it's also Fortune 500 company. You know, yeah. Kevin O'Leary, entrepreneurial movie uh, TV star, 
you know, uh, or someone, I've already had a couple disruptors of the music industry on my podcast. And it was just so fascinating because I have a lot of musicians in my, in my friends because I, I love the creative. I, I cannot be creative at all. Like writing is difficult for me. Uh, I, I sound like I'm killing an instrument if I play it. Um, and that's even the simple, like the, the, the pipe flute where you just, the triangle, it sounds like murder. Uh, I'm playing the triangle, it sounds like murder. So, and I can't draw to save my life. Um, but I love creatives because I think like without the creative people in our world, we wouldn't be able to have any fun. We would be very boring uh, and we'd probably all be like Donald Trump, to be honest, every narcissistic, <laughs> egotistical bastards. Um, again, not to get political. Um, I love everybody. I'm Canadian. Yay, yay. All that razz and dazzle. That is hilarious. So uh, I think, I mean, based on everything that, that we talked about so far, you talked about systems, you talked about life, you talked about moving forward. And I think you started talking a little bit about like applications and software. So I just want to bring that back up. If you mm-hmm. like, kind of tell us like what, what tools are you using as far as software and applications that you use on a day-to-day basis that you would not be able to do what you do without? So biggest thing is Audacity. Uh, I wouldn't be able to edit my podcast without Audacity. It's a free software. It it does its job. Uh, it's it's simple to use. It's not complex. Uh, so Audacity day to day. Sendfox for my email list. It's a free thing. Uh, actually, AppSumo. There's so much free stuff from AppSumo. Um, and also follow their YouTube channel. Also Noah uh, Kagan, his YouTube stuff. He does a lot of great stuff for entrepreneurs and just watching that. And it's like, holy shit, yeah, you're right. Anything is possible. This guy started an $85 million company, you know, from the garage. And he's now showing you how he's done it. But yeah, they have a they have a full suite of stuff that you uh, creatives can use for free, like King Sumo for a contest. I've, I've used that for a few of my clients. Apps, uh, like I said, Senfox for the email list. Uh, I host... Uh, podcast on both bcast and podcast.co because uh, one is for my clients and one is for my personal stuff just to keep my personal podcast keep them separate you know um and zapier zapier is uh coding without coding it's just connects everything uh so simply so when my podcast goes live it automatically grabs the file uh, audio file or the uh, image file and sends it to to instagram for me and I don't have to worry about it. It's it's automated. It's done for me. So it's like yes, nice, nice. And I think anybody that, that's heard me on this podcast before, I've always preached about lifetime deals. So that you just listed off like five different lifetime deals, and it's kind of like, oh, like yeah. that's that's where it really is. So people really need to understand that. So I'm happy that you brought that back up. So going into like final words of wisdom, right? Let's say I am 35 years old, right? And okay. I, I'm I'm about to leave corporate America and I want to jump into becoming an entrepreneur and maybe I want to do it through podcasting. What words of wisdom would you give to me? Just start. Just fucking do it. Look, life, I, life, you have a hundred years. That's how I look at life. Um, before like our parents' generation, it was probably, it's 85, but our generation at 35, we've seen people pass a hundred light. Uh, it's no, it's not a rarity anymore when someone says, Oh, someone's a hundred years old. We're like, yeah, we know. Tell us when they're 120, you know, like that's where we're at. Cause so many people are hitting that milestone now. So I look at life as it's a hundred years. You have a hundred years. If you're 35, you're in the second, qu- second quarter of your life. 
You know, you still got two more quarters to go. You're not at 50 yet. So you still got a few uh, years left in you to go hustle and go hard and go lean, you know, like eat ramen noodles if you have to downsize your apartment if you have to. Like if you really want to end up when you're 50 owning that fucking McMansion being the boss that you always envisioned yourself, write just fucking write down what it is that you want manifest it is pretty much the best way I can say it. The more you believe in it, the more you like have it written post like right where do you want to see yourself in five years where do you want to see yourself in 50 years what is it that you want out of life be as be as be as harsh be as like realistic but be as be a dreamer as well mm-hmm. you know but be precise as well like if you say i want to make 50k a year by doing what what is it that you want by doing my passion what is your passion my passion is podcasting like if i could sit all day either record episodes either being a host or being a guest and that's all i do all day every day i'd be the happiest motherfucker alive (laughs) because i love these conversations i love sharing knowledge with people and when i'm a host i look at as if i'm a writer and i'm writing your story that you're sharing with me i'm writing maybe a chapter but it's a chapter in your book but for me it's a full book Nice. nice. So that's my passion. So I know I want to do podcasting. So write out what it is your write out your dream day, even if you want, and re- come back to it and go, okay, how can I do at least one thing in my dream day today? And that one nice. thing you keep doing, and then you're like, well, I can do a second thing. I got the third thing, fourth thing, fifth thing, and pillage from other systems that other people are doing. The world is free. Like anybody says, you can't do that. That's copying. Well, no shit. Everybody copied from everybody else. All great works of literature comes back from like, you know, the Bible, the Adam and Eve story, you know, the ultimate revenge story. The devil gets back at God. How? By, you know, poisoning his perfect beings by having them eat from the fruit, the tree of knowledge or whatever. I'm not really good on my biblical stuff. Uh, But if you look at it, Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings are pretty much the exact same story. You know, or you look at, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean and another movie or Armageddon and Deep Impact, same movie, two different results. Everything is a copy. All you have to do is you go, okay, that works for them. So it should work for me. And you just figure out. And uh, when you do take your time, like if you're going to invest in a system that to generate money, invest 100%. Don't go half-assed. Like if you're paying 50 bucks for a course, do their course and make sure that it aligns with your passion. Just fucking do it. That's all. That's that's pretty much it. Just fucking do it. Go, go, go. Coming from the words of the mogul boss himself. So, I mean, if somebody's listening to this podcast, how can they get in contact with you? So, there's two ways I want you to get in contact with me. Either go to my unicorn, uh, go to my unicorn, um, <laughs> jump on and fly away. Uh, no, go to my uh, Instagram. It's podcaster feel better. Add me there. Send me a DM, and I'll be more than happy to. Uh, talk with you, help you out with whatever you want free of within reason. Um, but if you want to learn about other entrepreneurs and how other entrepreneurs have started and the struggles that they faced, uh, go to investinyourselfpod.com. That's my website for the podcast. Season three is coming. It just is rolling out. There's a lot of great stuff in there. Uh, talk with, um, a disruptor of the music industry. I can't pronounce his last name. It's really annoying me, but it's Nick. Artist Republic. It's this amazing platform that helps manage independent artists. I have Richard Walsh, who is an investment advisor and retirement planner, 
for over the last 30 years and help. He's built fortunes and lost fortunes in his life that I can only dream of. So it was really great uh, talking with him. And then you have all these other guys and girls who uh, are experts in their niche. Nice. Nice. So with that, I mean, I'm going to go into some bonus questions. I think it's about time for some bonus round, right? So I'm, I'm trying to think, like, which one should I ask you? Because it's like, I think you have so much energy and so much, you ooze so much um, inspiration, right? So if you could be a superhero, who Wolverine. would it be? <laughs> okay, why? Baddest motherfucker in the world, man. <laughs> I mean, besides he's you know he's he's kind of Canadian, but I, I get that. He, he is he's kind of he is he is the Canuck. Um, uh, Wolverine, um, because he has he has no give up, and if that doesn't yell the human spirit, I don't know what does. Like we we if you look at every inspirational movie you watch, is it's like they never give up, and like Wolverine doesn't give up. He he can't because he can never die, you know? He always comes back. He always finds a new and inventive way to fight. He always willing to put himself, uh, take the brunt of it. He's the tank of the team. He's, he's, you, he may look like this wild beast, but there's so much an intellect behind him and strategy. It's just like you can, he can switch and be a full-on beast and take you apart, or he can be that guy that you, he's sneaking around like a ninja that you don't expect it from, you know? And also because, like, the, one of the greatest actors played him, Hugh, Hugh Jackman, and just made, brought him to life. Like, I've always been a comic book fan. And so seeing Wolverine on the screen for the first time played by this somewhat unknown and then just seeing his evolution from the first X-Men to Logan and just seeing this story and being like, oh, my God, I, the f- finally we get the Wolverine we've deserved for so long. Um, yeah, it's just that, and just I've been always been intrigued by Wolverine and the adamantium claws, and the 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 fact that his backstory for the longest time was never told. No one knew anything about him, mm. and so yeah, just I've always Wolverine. Like every single, you're, you're, this is probably the third time I've been asked that question on a podcast, and before the question even finishes, is like Wolverine, and they're like, okay, yes. well. Um, Okay. Well, okay. he knows most people him and Hawk because they're like, well, you know, I could be Superman, I could be Batman. <sighs> no, Superman is like he's o- our version of Odin. He's uncorruptible. He's you know the perfect superhero. Like he, nothing can hurt him except for this rock from his home country, or his own home place. And then you have Batman, who's just this billionaire with toys. So it's like, yeah, billionaire with toys. Yes, but like he takes long to heal. And he can die, whereas Wolverine, you know, the only way to kill him and the only way he has died is being encased in animandium. So, you know. Yep, yep. And he's also a badass. Like, come on. Like, who doesn't want to be able to go into the woods and survive for years and come out and everybody's like, damn, you still alive? You don't even have a shred of hurt. Like, how? That's really All right. Yeah, let's see that. All right. So, So the next question is, right. If you could spend 24 hours in one day with anyone, dead or alive, uninterrupted for those 24 hours, who would it be and why? I stumped you on that one. You didn't have an answer for that one right away. No, because I have two answers. And I'm trying to, I'm like debating, do I want to be, you know, like this, ooh, he's so fucking wise, or he's like, oh, he he is... uh, 
he's okay. Like the wisdom is the Dalai Lama. Like imagine sitting with the Dalai Lama uninterrupted for 24 hours and just having access to that wisdom that he has and that just the Buddhist mentality. It's always, Buddhism always fascinates me because it's like, it's working on yourself to find happiness instead of like, you know, I have to pray, Christianity is like, I pray to God, I pray to God, and then hopefully I'll get happiness. Buddhist is like, find nirvana in yourself and then the rest of the world will be nirvana. So sitting with uh, the Dalai Lama and it would be amazing. And uh, a channel that I watch is called Yes Theory. Um, one of their guys had the opportunity to actually ask the Dalai Lama a question. Now, this is, right. these are kids who started like, I think six years ago in Montreal, ended up flying out to Venice Beach uh, because of working with Snapchat and recently jumped out of a plane on Will Smith's, uh, sorry, Bungie jumped out of a helicopter with nice. Will Smith for charity on his, on Will Smith's birthday. Um, yeah. So they've done these like, crazy things. And so the meeting, the Dalai Lama, seeing them like, cause like, Holy shit, they met the Dalai Lama. That's amazing. But Dalai Lama or, um, Henry Ford. Nice. Just simply for like, yeah, he he was probably not the greatest person, human, but his technical know-how and how he revolutionized, you know, not just the automobile automobile industry, but industries as a whole. The assembly line. Without him, we we wouldn't have an assembly line and we wouldn't be where we are today. So just sitting with him, like if I could have 24 hours and bring him into the present and say, okay, this is where we are what would what ingenious would you do like what because it's all simple back then Uh he had to make these things out of his own hands now we have so many things doing things for us we forgot how simple Uh things can be and bring it back to that simplicity nice nice so i mean obviously you're a fellow podcaster and it's always intriguing for me to, to to give the microphone and give the floor to a fellow podcaster in our conversation you may have come up some questions that you may want to ask me so the microphone is yours what questions do you have for me so this is a question I usually ask my my guests. So I'm going to jump into this. And um, so out of your life, mm-hmm. I would love to know your favorite failure that you've had either in business or in personal. Okay. And the lesson you learned from it. And then flip it, your favorite success that you've had, personal or business, and the lesson you learned from it. So my favorite failure that was my first company, which is not necessarily a, an epic failure, but it was more so a health failure to where I had a stroke. So I had a stroke in 2018 because much like you, I was always about so many different things I need to work on. I want to build up this billion dollar corporation and I have all these different ideas and all these different tentacles and I'm going to work them and make that shit happen. So I did that until literally my body said, fuck you. <laughs> you can't you can't do all these things at the same time. Yeah. So that that was like my failure. When I woke up in the hospital and I'm looking around, it's like, okay, I made it past that failure, past that hurdle. I'm going to recover. I'm going to make a, a full recovery. And then what am I going to do next? So my next is my greatest achievement so far, which is going to be like my life legacy that I'm leaving behind, which is my podcast and my podcast 
ecosystem that I'm growing and building. So my podcast is essentially on one hand, it's a message to entrepreneurs leaving them breadcrumbs. And the other hand, it's a legacy of breadcrumbs from our family to see, okay, my great grandkids could one day listen to this podcast and the content is so evergreen that they'll be able to take little bits of what I'm saying now and who I'm talking to, people like you, and grow 20, 30, 40, 50 years down the road. So I fucking love it. So I, when, one of the things I love about talking with podcasters is the ones that get it, like using podcasting, this is, this is a tool to, this is the first time in history that you can have recorded evidence, if you will, that you can leave multi-generations before it was a book and you had to learn how to read to read the book, but everybody knows how to listen. And you now can listen doing anything. So I don't, I, I don't have to be sitting at my computer listening to this. I could be out on my walk, which I do. I listen to a lot of podcasts when I'm walking or audiobooks or anything like that. And now we have this tool to leave a legacy. So like, I know, I, I remember some stories from my grandfather. Both of them have passed away. And, but it's not stories from them. I have a recorded episode with my dad. So I get to listen to my dad and me have a conversation. But not only that, if my dad, like knocking on wood, you know, passes away before he gets to meet his grandson, my kid, I can go, here, you want to listen to your dad, your grandfather? And he can listen to the wisdom that his grandfather leaves, you know? And so hearing you say, like, leaving the legacy, for me, is like, you're, you fucking get it. You understand the ultimate power that a podcast has because it's an actual recording, an actual proof, evidence that a hundred, uh, a thousand years from now, someone can listen to it and be like, oh shit, he knows what he's talking about. Whereas we interpret the Bibles or our religious books and it's interpretation. We don't have mm-hmm. the true meaning and we don't know if they have actually said that. You, you're, you have the legacy of your podcast. So if anybody wants to hinge upon your, 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 your reputation or anything like that, you go, where did you hear that? Oh, he said it. And they go, Let's listen back to this episode that he had in 1905, where he exactly. said, fuck that motherfucker, he's not worth it. Or, you know, like, prove, this proves the point. And I think a lot of the older generation doesn't don't, fail to comprehend that we are now moving into an age of accountability. Yes. Where if you don't, you, you can't get away with it. No, I never said that, because we have, like, the internet lives forever. Um, there's vast amounts, and it, they're trying to say it's fake news, or they're trying to say that it's a deep fake, or it's not real, or I never said that. You can't say that anymore because you're you're being held accountable by your own words. Because we can go to YouTube and we can see the video of you saying it, or we can listen to the audio tape of you saying it, or we can read it because we 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 have newspapers in this, and it's on the internet, and it, you can never you never run away from it. So I think. That's what I love about podcasting. What I love uh, when you said, like, you're leaving your legacy, like, we're entering this age of legacies and entering uh, an age of accountability. And it's, it's fucking marvelous. 
It is. It is. I mean, I think on, on that note, leaving off with the last word being marvelous, I just want to say, yeah, I, it was a hell of an episode. I definitely appreciate you taking time out your schedule. And I, I think this is not the last time you and I are going to co- communicate. I oh, think. hell no. You're, you know? you're, you're coming on season five already. I've already decided. <laughs> uh, season four is unfortunately already book solid, but season five coming out, I think it's going to be August, September. Nice. Uh, when we record, you're going to be on it because it's going to be a fucking fantastical uh, episode. Because uh, the boss on caged, let's go. Beast mode, baby. Well, I definitely appreciate you coming out, Phil, man. Thanks again. My pleasure. The pleasure is all mine. I love talking shop with uh, fellow entrepreneurs, fellow podcasters. It's so much fun. <laughs> that it is. S.A. Grant, over and out. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Boss Uncaged. I hope you got some helpful insight and clarity to the diverse approach on your journey to becoming an Uncaged Trailblazer. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast. If this podcast has helped you or you have any additional questions, reach out and let me know. Email me at ask at sagrant.com or drop me your thoughts via a call or text at 762 762- 233 boss that's 762-233-2677 i would love to hear from you remember to become a boss in cage you have to release your inner beast sa grant signing off listeners of boss on cage are invited to download a free copy of our host sa grant's insightful ebook become an uncaged trailblazer Learn how to release your primal success in 15 minutes a day. Download now at www.bossuncaged.com forward slash freebook.